I'm Laurie Mallon, and this is the Profitable Health Coach Podcast, the show where we're all about creating a sustainable, enjoyable, and profitable online coaching business that gives you the freedom and flexibility that you want. We'll hear about strategies, systems, and solutions from experts and fellow coaches who've created the business of their dreams, providing amazing transformations and connecting with clients across the globe. You'll learn how to get started without the technical overwhelm. Join me on this journey to become a profitable health coach. Welcome, everyone. I'm excited because in this episode, I'm going to be chatting with Heather Nacella, who is a certified personal trainer, and she went through the focus method. And we are going to be talking about her experience, her results, and how it's going to shape her business going forward. Now, Heather came to me last fall, the fall of, of 2021, and we were working together and and at that time, shifts in her business, shifts in her life, Heather needed to pivot quickly and kind of bring in some extra cash quickly, which the focus method is really good for. So we went through the process, we used the method, we got her some new clients, we got some cash in her business pretty quickly, and we are going to be breaking down her entire experience. This is a super fun episode, and I hope this is really helpful for you as you are starting out in your business or you're at a place where you need to generate some cash quickly, bring in some new clients ASAP. I'm hoping this really gives you the framework and some ideas and the energy to go ahead and use the focus method to jumpstart your business. Welcome, Heather. Let's take a look back, right? So you and I had been working together in October. You're like, I need some money right now. And I mm-hmm. said to you, great. Do I have something for you? Mm-hmm. And you were like, mm, no, let's not do that. That doesn't sound right. Because right. I think this is something we see a lot of in the online space is the, you know, run a launch, I'm doing air quotes, run a launch and you'll just, you know, people will just show up. All you have to do is run a webinar and people will sign up. All you have to do is run an e- like send out an email. And that's great if you have a huge, if you've built an audience and you've been right. cultivating these relationships for years. But if you're kind of like newer and you're like, look, all I have now is a fairly, I have a small social media following. I have a, a little email list if I have anything and I need to get some cash in the door, basically for proof of concept of this business to, because I don't want to keep going. I don't want to keep investing time, money, energy into building this business if it turns out that nobody's ever going to pay me. And it starts to feel like that, right? Yeah, right. In that that beginning space, you know, we've kind of been sold this, oh, just post on social media, people raise their hand, and then it's, and then they, you just send them a link, and then they sign up, like, Right. Was that what was your experience like? <laughs> like, because you've been a trainer for a while. So, mm-hmm. when you were first starting out, what was your understanding or expectation for the client getting process? Um, I would definitely say it was like put content out there. So, it was like advertise I don't, or market, like talk about what you do. And uh, people will just ask questions and you'll just answer them and then you'll talk and then they'll become clients. But that's not how it happens. <laughs> So what what was happening? Let's see. I was putting out content. No idea what I was um, what I was supposed to be doing. Nobody was engaging, and uh, nobody was asking any questions. Do you see a difference now? Like, do you have? Is there 
the content that you're putting out now, is it different than the content you were originally putting out? Um, I would say a little bit. I know that it's not, some of it is like some of it I think is good. Some of it definitely speaks to my ideal client. I would say the two things that I personally think um, I haven't done yet is I need to speak more to my ideal client and I need to be more um, obvious and more direct about what it is that I do. And not like, you know, like, Hey, I'm a trainer, hire me, but just um, like kind of really more throw it in their face of what I do. Cause I'm not doing that now. For the record, you know? it is okay to say I'm a trainer, hire me. You can no, say I know. that. There's, and there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes people need that level of, yeah. you know, direct statements. They're like, right. Oh, you are a trainer. You were looking for clients. Great timing yeah. timing works out but right but that only works for the you know very small percentage of people who are like yeah you know what i do need a trainer everybody right. else is kind of in that you know nurture phase or they're you know they're right and not not to mention that social media is not generally where people go when they're looking for solutions right they're going to and be that, entertained yeah. they're going to to connect with people they're going to you know laugh at reels and be be out yeah. in the world and be social with people they're not necessarily looking to for for solutions to their problems Right. And I actually like, I had asked that in like a group I belong to just to find out like, and I kind of labeled it more as in like inspiration slash motivation, kind of like, I felt like a lot of people said that they get a lot out of like, groups, um, like Facebook groups, that's where they kind of go because they can like have these conversations with people. Like I was surprised that not a lot of people were really going to reels or Instagram or TikTok for like, this motivation, right? Like, the, the workouts or whatever. Um, Cause I'd had a few people say that that's where they went. And I was like, huh, I wonder if everybody goes there. Right. So groups, groups are a good place where, where people ask questions because they're looking mm -hmm. for, you know, that community of other people like-minded. Right. Similar well, goals. And also when people are looking for solutions, what else do they do? They Google. Right. They're like, Hey, personal trainer near me. Hey, how do I have more flexibility? So I don't, you know, pull muscle every time I carry groceries. Right. When you said I need money and I said, great, let's, let's test out this focus method here. Here's what we're going to do. So you are at a place you'd had clients before. This wasn't like your first rodeo. You'd worked with clients before, but it was, you know, a three month package or a six month package or something. And it was that get a client, finish the package, have to either sign them up again or find new clients to take their space. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have that recurring revenue and you didn't have dependable monthly income, um, which leads to the panic, right? We've right. all been in the panic of, oh gosh, this money that I made, it's not forever. Uh, what do I do now? So I said, okay, we're going to do something called the focus method. You've already got your foundation. You already have, you know, all your business is set up, your socials are set up, you're legal, you're official. Skip to the next step. What's your offer? Well, you did a four week, like a jump start. We basically used like the holiday hangover thing that you Okay, yeah. and kind of tweaked it a little bit. Yeah, you adjusted it for your audience. And so when I brought this up to you, what were your initial thoughts? I'm sorry, I have to use my personal Facebook page to do what now? <laughs> and the reason that we use the personal Facebook page is? Uh, because that's where people already know, like, and trust you because they're already like part of your circle. So you don't have to build that up. But I didn't think anybody would, would bite. All right, so you already had like going into it, you're like, this is not going to work. I'm not using my personal page because these people either a well I'll let you I'll let you answer this. Why did you think it would not work? Um well cuz okay so one it was kind of like well these people already know what I do so if they needed help they would just have come to me and asked me. Seems okay. seems obvious, yeah. Right, it seems obvious, but again, um 
you live and you learn. And, and I think there's also this kind of, uh, there's this fear of like, oh my gosh, I know these people in real life. If I suck at this or I can't get them the results that they want, like now I need to be like face to face with these people. And they're like, that's hard. That's a really, really hard like feeling to kind of deal with. Like almost like you've let them down. Like you took their money and you didn't give them what they wanted because you were afraid you're not going to be able to. So for some reason, because there's so much trust, right? For some reason, it's, you don't have that pressure with internet strangers. Oh, absolutely not. No, because like I don't know them from a hole in the ground. Like I'm not going to run into them someplace. <laughs> <laughs> right. You never have to encounter them. So it's almost like working with people who who already knew you. It kind of forced you to to bring it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Which I would argue I would do anyways, but 100% you're more like worried about giving them so much value because you don't want to let them down. Your thought was my personal Facebook network, you know, my, my friends, they are, know what I do. If they want a trainer, they know where to come. And right. was that the case? <laughs> no, I mean, I had, I shouldn't say that. There were a couple of people who I do like know that had come to me. They were like my, they were my clients back um, when I, when I would put them in for like a six month thing. So I had a couple of people, but that was it out of all my 200 Facebook friends. So let's talk about how this went. So we did a little bit of kind of warming up your audience here, posting on social about what you did, announcing, Hey, you know, I'm a personal trainer. Here's what I do. Why not? Tell me what that post kind of looked like. Uh, it was like, hey, I'm running this program and I'm looking for this. I think I was looking for nine people who would be interested. Let me know if you have. I don't remember the exact post, but that's pretty much what it was. Like, I'm just like, hey, I'm putting this out there. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm looking for. Let me know if you're interested. Scary as it was. I did it. <laughs> so holding your breath, you hit you hit the post button. Yep, close the computer lid and walk away. <laughs> and ran away. So what happened? Um, I got people that were interested. I want to say that maybe even it was my first post that everyone had somewhat made said that they were interested because I only think I did one, maybe two posts on my Facebook, on my personal Facebook page. And between that and then like Instagram, for some reason, Instagram, even though it's I've got like friends and the same people on Instagram, it doesn't seem to affect me the same way as it does on my Facebook personal page. Literally, it's like almost the same, not all of it, but a, a decent amount of the same people. But for some reason, posting on Facebook personal is way different than posting it on Instagram. But yeah, anyways, I think I ended up getting, I would say about half because then I DM'd people individually too. So let's talk mm -hmm. about going for the no. Was that part of your hesitation to um, in posting on your personal page? the no the hearing the no actually i would say hearing the no wasn't as scary as getting a yes if that makes sense not that i was not that i was scared to get a yes i was super excited to get a yes but at least then it's like once you reach out and somebody says no you're like sweet excellent we've we've had this weird awkward you know back and forth now and we can move on from it <laughs> you know it was it was almost easier to get the no's because then you just knew where where people stood and you're like, fantastic. This is great. Thank you so much for being honest. And versus like a yes, you're like, Oh crap. Like I really, I, I got to deliver. What if I can't do this? You know? So, um, so those little, are actually easy. <laughs> so a little bit, of, a little bit of like that pressure that you were talking about, that pressure to show up and deliver mm -hmm. and like actually serve the client. 
and especially ones that you have to see afterwards. Right. <laughs> right. So there's that, that added pressure. So tell me about your no list. Um, I think I started with, I, I think originally, I think we're, I think originally, I don't remember if it was like, I think it was 25 I was going to get to knows. I didn't end up getting to the total 25 before I ended up filling the pro or like almost filling the program. I think either I was looking for nine and I got eight or I was looking for 10 and I got nine. I can't remember. But I just kind of like, I made my list and I probably had 20 at the time and just kind of would slowly add people on. I was like, I got another no. I might like add somebody else on just so I knew I could keep going. Um, but I just started at the top and I started like talking, DMing people. And I collected my nose, at least 20 of them. Tell me, as you were collecting your nose, what was your process there? I have to imagine, like, you didn't just add a name to your list and go, okay, <laughs> Sam the Butcher, okay. <laughs> Sam the Butcher, do you want to work with me? I am running this program. Are you interested? Um, so most people that, it depended on who was on the list. So most people, if somebody was, like, close to me, like, somebody I ran into, but somebody that, like, I would talk to or, or converse with, an acquaintance, whatever, or even like, or even a really good friend, even though I thought like, hmm, maybe they could benefit from it. I phrased my DMs as kind of like, hey, I'm not sure if you saw my post. This is what I'm doing. I'm just really trying to put it out there. Didn't know if there was anybody that that you know, that might be interested in a program like this. So I wasn't even ask, asking them directly. I was actually just asking for their help. Some people would be like, maybe like, I'll send them over to you or somebody else would be like, Oh, I don't know anybody. And then some people would be like, actually, I'm interested. So I didn't really come straight at them. It was more like a hey, I, I just need some help. Would you be willing to help me? It's kind of an indirect ask. Yeah, and way almost, easier. <laughs> and, and not only that, but I think people are a little bit like, but wait, what about me? Like, don't, mm -hmm. don't you want to know if I'm interested? Like, this sounds great. Like, I would sign me up for this. I want to, I right. want to know more about this. Okay. You did your, I think you said 25, you got nine signed mm -hmm. up for this. So your mindset or how you felt or what your thoughts mm -hmm. were about your business before we had that phone call, compare that to getting the nine yeses. So I would definitely beforehand, I was like, okay, like, I don't know, Lori, if this is going to work, but I'm going to trust you. But I don't know, <laughs> like, these people know me and these people haven't, uh, haven't talked or asked any questions to me yet. And then um, after I did it, it was like, holy crap, I might actually be able to do this. This might actually work. Like I knew I, what I'm capable of, but I was like, oh, there might actually be people out there that want to work with me. That's awesome. And not only that, but people that you had no idea wanted right. to work with you and people that weren't raising their hand to say, oh, you know what? I really need like something to, I need some kind of fitness program. I need some accountability. I need some guidance. Yeah. They weren't just sitting out there like advertising that they needed right. help. And it wasn't until you put it underneath their nose and said, here, I have this thing. Are you interested in this? Or do you know someone interested in this thing? And they were like, well, yeah, you went from highly skeptical but, <laughs> yeah, but, but cooperative, which I appreciate. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate your faith in me to holy crap. This is This actually works. Yeah, I got I got nine people um, in this program. And it's funny, because I want to tell you that avoid the holiday hangover program. I think we, we talked about this before. But that for me saved Christmas one year. Yeah, I was coming into it was like late, late in the fall. And I had people up for renewal. And they're like, Oh, maybe I'll get back with you in January, I'm going to take the holidays and take it easy. I'm going to be too busy for workouts. I'm going to be doing this. And I was like, um, 
uh, well, this, this money was going to pay for like Christmas. So I kind of need to figure something out. And I threw together, it's like a, um, like a holiday survival, but it's really not focused on watch what you eat and make sure you exercise every day. But it's really about boundaries and time management, stress management, and really just in being present for the holidays. It's not even, it's not religion specific. It's not, um, diet specific it's not food specific or exercise specific but tell me what it looked like for you to run this uh, run the avoid the holiday hangover challenge um i mean it was great because it was just a like i i liked that it had all that aspect of it it wasn't because people aren't looking to um be super strict in the holiday season it was the perfect program to run at that time um and i feel like it was it took some stress off them and I probably why it was even easier for them to sign up knowing that it wasn't going to be super strict, that it was really just about learning new ways to kind of deal with the holidays and how to kind of go into it intentionally. Actually, I really enjoyed running it because it allowed us to really talk about habits and the things that are important to, to kind of get us through that super stressful time of the year. Um, so I, I think it's a great time of year. Like it was a great program to run. So what did it look like in terms of when you were actually running the program, what kind of content you provided, how you delivered it? So if I'm signing up for your program, what did it look like in terms of, of components, features, and benefits? So how it kind of looked kind of the overall is that like with anything, everybody's like really gung-ho at the beginning and then some people trail off at the end, which is like, I know that I was expecting that. Um, that wasn't a big deal because it really, at that point, once they, once people had signed up, it was just really, as long as I was providing everything I said I was providing, like, I can't force people to take the information and do anything with it. I can try to support and guide. So people signed up. I was offering support, checking in with, um, the group, uh, daily, uh, was providing accountability. Um, I provided the... I provided an overall workout with some modifications for people. I offered uh, like one-on-one -on -one chat support so that like we could kind of break down their goals, see where they wanted to go, how they could start getting to their goal through the holidays and then where they could go beyond that. I tried to always make sure that there was some sort of engagement in the group because that's what people enjoy doing. They like that accountability and support. I feel like that's kind of like everything. And I think there are people who definitely benefited and took it and, and loved having that, that accountability. So if we're following the focus method, right? So the F was foundation, which you already mm -hmm. had before you showed up. O is your offer. So that was your avoid the holiday hangover challenge. It was a, I think it was 30 days or four weeks kind of in between mm -hmm. Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. And you, you capped it. You said, I'm looking for a specific number of people to participate in this program. We're going to, this is the outcome that I'm going to provide. This is what it's going to look like. The C was collecting your nose, which was, mm -hmm. you know, you've made your list. You reached out to people, collected the nose. You said you didn't finish collecting the nose, but that's okay. Cause you got basically as many, yeah. you got a good number of people participating. The U is under promise and over deliver, right? So it sounds like you didn't tell everybody all the things they were going to get but you showed up with all of this stuff so you yeah. had your chats you had the workouts you had modifications you had daily engagement you had I think did you say you had like weekly challenges uh, we like, yeah um yeah we had uh, yeah that was part of it is that every week we had a weekly challenge that like if people did everything that was asked in them then they were entered in to win um like a prize at the end of the week. So that was a good way to keep people engaged and having fun. So you definitely under promised and then over delivered. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, 
you know, the whole point of this, you want to get some social proof. We really want to be building up that bank of testimonials that we can then use in our marketing to attract and bring in new clients, right? Because those, those testimonials really help potential clients see themselves in your program and working with you. So tell me about the testimonials that you got. Um, yeah, so they were really positive, which was which was really awesome because I would even people who I know kind of maybe didn't give it even 80%. And I was thinking like, Oh, gosh, like there's this isn't they're not going to be like happy, like there there were things that did help them and change for them, even though they weren't 100% in. And I that made me feel really good that it's like, Oh, okay, good. Like people were getting stuff, even if they didn't get everything that I gave them, because I mean, you do give a lot. Um, but they were still able to take away stuff and then still had a very positive experience. Um, so that made me feel good. And honestly, like getting the testimonials and being able to like put them out there and share them with other people and kind of have that proof that like, no, like I can help people. I promise you I can. It just feels really good. And I'll tell you, the more testimonials that you have, the less work it is to actually attract clients. They use, yeah. especially if you're using it in your marketing, you put them on your social media, you put them in your newsletters, you put them on your website. The more proof that you have that you are who you say you are, you can do you know, what you, what you say you're going to do and that you can help people mm -hmm. who are willing to, you know, show up, do the work and be present and, and really put in the effort to, to work with you. I mean, that is, that's gold for your business. Like you can't buy mm -hmm. those. You have to experience, you know, working with you and then provide that to you. You cannot put a price tag on mm -hmm. great testimonials and really authentic stories of people who are happy with their experience with you. Right. Exactly. Okay. So are you glad that you, so it was uncomfortable at first, you got through it and it was awesome. Sounds yes. like. So yeah, no, it was little, great. So a turn, was that a turning point for you in terms of you realizing that you can make money? Yes. Yeah. All you have to do is go out there and put it out there. <laughs> you, you have to, yeah. You have to put it out there because again, you, you thought people, people know what I do. If they need my help, they're going to come to me and they don't. Right. So right. you need to really be front and center with what it is you do, how you can help, and that you are open to taking clients. So and even right. if people knew what you did, they could say, oh, you know, Heather, you know, she never really posts about her business. I assume she's doing great. She doesn't, you know, right. she's, she's too busy for me. Yeah. She never posts on social, that. so she must be too busy. <laughs> Right. She must be so busy yeah. with all her clients. She doesn't have time to, to share, you know, anything about what she does with her Facebook friends. I, I see how right. she is. That's, that's going to be my, that's going to be my new post. Sorry. I've been so busy with all my clients. I haven't been able to be here, but I've got, I've got two openings. Who wants them? You being busy is actually, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a trust signal right there. So next step. So mm -hmm. it was uncomfortable. It was a little bit weird. But you were like, oh, all I have to do is let people know that I have this thing, they can sign up for it, and people will give me money. Okay, so mm -hmm. knowing this, what do we do now? The same thing. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to tweak it a little bit, right? Yeah. So the, un unfortunately, with the focus, you really have to, uh, it's not one of those things you can just constantly run. So if you're going to redo, right. if you're going to do it repeatedly, you know, we make some tweaks to it. Mm -hmm. First time you do it, like you're just getting the testimonials. Yeah. You don't have to charge a lot. It's 30 days, you know, right. and you want to make that price point really attractive to people, but not so low that you're getting the people who aren't going to do anything. You want them to right. be some, some skin in the game, as people say. Ultimately, I want to run the same thing, but like where, I mean, you still have the same stuff, right? You have your foundation, you have your offer, you're going to collect your nose. 
uh, obviously you're still going to like, you know, under promise and over deliver and like still get the social proof. So you're still doing the focus method, but like that, like definitely this is going to be more like, I'm just going to go out and talk about my one-on-one program and putting it like really in front of their face being like, here you go. And just collect your nose that way. Um, and I think it's, it's a little bit, it's the same thing. It's a little bit scary because now I'm going one-on-one and I'm still going to be reaching out to people who probably don't know me. Like either they don't know me very well or they know me like really well. And then it's still scary because <laughs> you're asking it is, for more. It is, it's really <laughs> scary to put yourself out there. And I think that's what I see a lot of coaches. The, the biggest mistakes that I see in the beginning are the fear of putting themselves out there. So they do a lot of uh, hide marketing, like, you know, they want to be able to put up posts that don't have their face. They want to put up content that doesn't actually make an ask because then if nobody posts or nobody responds or it's all no's, well, then right. what? I mean, I promise you, you won't die, but, you know, right. people are really intimidated by crickets and no's. So they will, they'll do all kinds of things to avoid encountering them in the wild. So, right. Right. So I'm going forward. So you're going to do your fabs method, right? You've developed yep. since this, since the last time you've developed your fabs method. We're going to start talking about that. Your, your foundation's a little, well, your offer is a little bit different. So your social content leading up to this to kind of warm people up and it's going to be a little bit different, but you're really going to focus on, <laughs> you're really going to, you know, make sure that you're intentional about the content that you're putting out beforehand. And again, it depends on how big your audience is. So, you know, the bigger your audience, the less you have to do that one-on-one, but Mm -hmm. the more one-on-one contact and conversations and connections you have, the more likely you are to fill your program. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm working on right now is that working on that content. I know what like I offer in my one-on-one program. So now it's just a matter of really narrowing down that content Um, and being comfortable with the call to action kind of literally being like, work with me, I have this, want to know more. Like it's, it's kind of being more like really obvious versus like, hey, if you have any questions, you know. So a hard call to action versus a soft one. Yeah, because a soft call to action is like, ooh, I'm hoping somebody, you know, I'm hoping you're going to read between the lines and figure out what I'm saying and and send me a very direct message saying you want to work with me because that's way easier than me saying I have client spots, come get them. Yeah, and and being more, you know, out there. I mean, it's okay to be direct. There's nothing wrong with being direct, especially you know when you believe when you're when you're madly in love with your offer. Like, so Mm -hmm. you have a program and you just think it is amazing, and you know Mm -hmm. that the things that you can help people with with this with this program. I mean, who are you to not share it? If you, Mm. if I mean, isn't it kind of mean to know that you could solve a problem? Yeah. Don't. Yeah. That's kind of how you feel. It's like, I was talking to people like you and they're kind of doing their own thing, but there's part of me that's like, I can help you with more. If you know, like I, it's like, you really just want to jump in and be like, listen, like, just trust me. I've got you. We're going to do this together. Um, so you do feel kind of like, come here, like you're excited to be able to share stuff with them. Exactly. And that excitement, like harnessing that excitement and turning it into confidence Right. And, and I have a solution. I can help you with this. I know how to help with this. And like you said, you, you talk to people who have, you know, are kind of doing their own thing and they're doing great, but you know that there's a piece mm-hmm. missing that mm-hmm. you could help with. And it's okay mm-hmm. to kind of shine a flashlight on that and say, um, so what about this over here? 
Mm-hmm. So how, what are you doing about this? Is this a problem? Yeah. Are you struggling with this? And that's okay too. You, I mean, if you are, if you know that eventually that's going to be a problem for them, go ahead and go ahead and ask them and maybe mm-hmm. even create content around that saying, Hey, you know what? Working, working out on your own is great until blank. Until right. you realize that you aren't working on this or you are not incorporating this. Heather, this is fantastic. So it, I'm really, I'm really pumped for you because I love to see coaches who go from, okay, the, the spark is, is, is dying, you know, to, <laughs> oh my gosh, like this can happen for me. Like you see that, you see the finish line, you see the top of the mountain and you know that the money's out there. There are things you have complete control over getting it. You can control how much money you make in your business. You just need to be willing to do the things, mm-hmm. be a little uncomfortable, stretch a little bit, and hear no. The no's are, I, I think if it had to tell anybody, I think the no's are the are, are one of the best things because one, it gets you comfortable with hearing no, and two, you know exactly where people stand. Like if somebody says, no, I'm not interested, like nothing, it, like it's, it's a great, I don't have, we don't have to spend any more energy back and forth about this because you told me where you are I'm cool with that. Great. And everybody that you talk to can either be a potential client or a referral partner. Exactly. So even, even if they're not in the market, like their whole network is full of potential clients. And then you can open up that to, you know, maybe you know somebody. And, you know, if you think of anybody who could use this, feel free to send them to my website or send them to my Facebook page or send them to my DMs. So how do you feel now? I am so ready. I'm all in. I'm a hundred percent ready. Like I will talk to people. I will do all of the things. I have no problem doing all of the things. I don't even care about getting uncomfortable at this point anymore. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable for a little bit. And I promise (laughs) it gets easier. Okay. (laughs) Heather, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about your experience with the focus method. I look forward to hearing all of your results with the next round. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you liked this episode, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Check out our show notes for this episode where you can find any of the links and resources that were mentioned during the show. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.